This is Nursing in America. Each week we speak with Filipino nurses who have taken the leap to start a new life in the United States. If you're thinking about doing the same, then this is the place you'll find all the insider knowledge and inspirational success stories to realize your own American dream. Dream. This is the second part of a two-part episode, so make sure you go back and listen to part one first. Edwin, I am absolutely guessing that you took the nursing version of this exam. So was there a particular section that you found the most difficult or more easy? Um, Well, to be honest, my Waterloo, even before, is actually listening. I really don't like listening. But um, with the help of uh, my OET premium providers, they're actually the one who trained me because you don't build your success for OET in a single night. You need to work hard for it and you need to make a schedule for yourself um, to understand every classification of the um, every subtest. Um, you need to schedule your review for your listening, for your reading, for your writing, and for your speaking. But um, with a question, I really love speaking with OET. The, the speaking subtest, I, I just love it because it's just like you're having a normal conversation with a patient. It's pretty, pretty normal. And um, I, I love it. Tell us about exam day. Yeah, um, the exam day. I, um, the, the, the OET on a computer in the Philippines before is quite new. And everybody is actually... Um, they're afraid of talk, uh, of taking the OET on a computer because we don't know anything about it. And I've taken the um, I've took the race. OET actually spoke to me, and they've told me about them launching the OET on a computer in the Philippines. And I've said, um, why now? If I'm gonna be the one to take it, I'm gonna, I can share it to other nurses that um, my experience about it. And I'm, I absolutely like it. It's just like me taking the IELTS exam for the computer base as well. So it's pretty easy. Um, the, the listening is, is, is just all right. I mean, it's quite difficult, but uh, there's nothing that you can understand about the instructions as well. Um, the way that it was done, the, the, the OET in a computer, um, it was absolutely okay. Even the writing subtests, I'm, I, I'm, I actually like it as well. It, it was, it gave me a lot of time. You know, instead of me writing on a paper, I was able to type in and just like for, I think, if I'm not mistaken, in 15 minutes, I was able to finish my writing. That's wonderful. Uh, how about tell us where can a nurse take the exam? Um, there's a lot of testing center in the Philippines. Um, I, but there is only one testing center, if I'm not mistaken, uh, before I flew here in the UK, it's in Makati in, 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 in the Philippines. Uh, but Got for the Philippines, there's a lot of venue where you can take the OET exam. Absolutely. And Rafael, tell us more about these different locations. I know you could take it all over the world. Tell us about that. Yes, uh, in Brazil, for example, we run uh, two uh, test centers, uh, one in Rio, uh, which is a paper-based uh, center. It actually uh, works inside a hospital uh, in Rio called Santa Casa. And uh, we also have one in Minas Gerais in Trujillo, where you can also uh, take the exam, and that's uh, in our English school. And uh, yeah, 
of course, you can take the exam in different countries, uh, including uh, the US. So, so worldwide, Luciana, it's 304 venues in 62 countries. There are kind of daily updates on that, but I checked yesterday and that those were the numbers. Edwin, how long did you study uh, for the OET? Uh, to be honest, um, the target with my premium provider is actually two months. But um, my hospital in the UK, where there's actually, um, I've, I've been receiving a lot of emails coming from them that I need to take the, the English exam as soon as possible. So I spoke with the OET team. I spoke with my premium provider, and they allowed me to take the OET after a month. So what they did was um, we had a very comprehensive review in which um, I, I always I did it every day. I had a review with them every day. And after 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 the scheduled review, I always make sure that I allot two to three hours for myself to have a self-review as well. So again, it would be an advantage for you if you keep on reviewing, if you keep on studying, because it, it's not just a one-night success. Joy, tell us, what are some of the common errors that, stu that students make during the exam? Well, we were talking about this a little bit yesterday, and um, you know, if you go into the OET website and you look at the preparation materials, you'll see a lot of tips for how to prepare for the various parts of the exam. And those questions will tell you exactly where people tend to get into trouble. Um, it's talking about the use of certain tenses um, in how you construct a sentence. Uh, it's talking about uh, whether or not you're able to put the appropriate amount of information in your writing as opposed to just repeating everything that you've read in the case notes. So a lot of those tips that are being provided there link directly to where people typically get into trouble. Uh, one thing I did want to mention is, you know, nurses and doctors as well, it, we sort of have an issue in terms of writing full sentences. So typically when you're charting about a medical condition, you're using a lot of abbreviations, you're not making full sentences, but keep in mind that OET is a test of English language use, not whether or not you can chart quickly. So you need to think about it in that context and make sure that you're using full sentences um, and that you are able to do that when you're communicating in both the speaking and the writing in particular. Um, the other thing is that, um, you know, letting go of that time pressure, I think, is important. Uh, using those preparation materials to make sure that you've got it down and then start looking at, would I be able to do this in the time frame of the test? I want to speak a little bit more about that preparation. Rafael, you help prepare these students for this exam. What is your process to for? students to help prepare and study and pass this exam? Absolutely, to prepare and pass, uh, yes. Uh, first of all, I think it's really important to understand uh, your current level of English, where you are right now. I mean, uh, it is an English test, and uh, the preparation time can change depending uh, on where you start. So uh, I think it's really important to start with a placement test. This is something uh, you can do uh, on our website. I'm happy to share uh, the link with you. So uh, basically, you start with the placement test, uh, and this is a quick test. Uh, there is also uh, on the OET website something called OET Pulse. 
which again is a very uh, quick and uh, an important uh, placement test to uh, assess your current level of English. And once this is established, then we can start uh, planning uh, your preparation. Now, uh, this can go from uh, you know a one-year preparation in some cases. Uh, sometimes we have crash courses for OET as well, so we can uh, prepare students in uh, two weeks, uh, depends on, on their level. Uh, if uh, if your level of English is really good, uh, it's just a matter of making you familiar with the tests so that you understand uh, what you have to do, uh, which is uh, usually not a big problem for nurses because uh, it's part of their jobs anyway. Uh, if the level of your English is not that yet, uh, you may have to take uh, some general English uh, lessons first so that uh, you, know, you improve your general knowledge of the English language. And later on, uh, you can start, uh, you know, going towards uh, OET. That's basically uh, our process. Oh, and also uh, just something uh, important. Uh, although we do have groups and, and there are, uh, you know, uh, groups preparing for OET, uh, most of the time we prepare students uh, on a one-to-one -one basis because, uh, you know, it, it's, uh, I think it's better depending on the students' uh, level and also uh, their availability. Uh, as, as I'm sure you know, uh, most nurses, at least in Brazil, uh, are very busy. <laughs> I'm told that one of the most challenging pieces of any English proficiency test for a nurse that is abroad coming to the United States, a lot of it can be the speaking portion of the test. And tell us, is that, you know, are you actually speaking during the exam? And a lot of people get scared, you know, it's it can be scary to speak in front of people. I think public speaking is like one of the number one fears of mankind. So how do you help, Rafael, how do you help students overcome that that stage fright and have that, um, you know, that, that confidence? You know, th this is absolutely true. Uh, people usually do get more nervous for speaking, more than, I think, listening, reading, uh, and writing. Now, uh, there are several uh, things uh, we can do. I mean, first of all, uh, we try to make sure students are really uh, familiar with the task so they know what to expect uh, for the OET uh, speaking. I mean, uh, there is uh, one uh, interlocutor. I mean, I, I work as an OET interlocutor. So there's one interlocutor and one candidate. And uh, first of all, uh, there are some uh, warm-up questions, and uh, those questions are not assessed. So it's just uh, to break the ice, basically, and so that the candidate can also uh, relax a little bit. And then uh, there are uh, the two role plays. Now, uh, something important, uh, before the role plays uh, starts, uh, candidates have three minutes to prepare. So they actually have some time to, to read the cards and understand the cases. Uh, something that uh, some candidates are not aware of, they can ask questions. You know, if they're not sure about something, uh, they can ask questions to the interlocutor before they start the role play. And once, uh, and once the role play starts, uh, you know, I, as an interlocutor, I just play the role of a patient and, uh, and they play their professional role, for example, uh, as a nurse. And uh, in, in my experience, uh, when people start, they, they are very nervous especially during the warm-up questions. But once the role play starts, they, they, uh, some candidates are just, uh, they focus on what they're doing and, uh, and they relax uh, really uh, during the test. And then they, they get better, which is very interesting. Uh, the English also uh, improves. And then there is the second role play. 
and, and uh, you know they're more uh, familiar with the task. Uh, they they're usually able uh, to perform uh, well. Uh, I think it's important if you're preparing for OET uh, to make sure you have some mock tests. I mean, we do a lot of those, so that's uh, you know exactly what uh, what to expect. And uh, you know the, the the speaking test is uh, recorded. It's not assessed by the interlocutor. Uh, it's assessed uh, later on. But uh, you know, I think that once uh, candidates understand that uh, you know they are supposed to act as you know nurses, uh, they usually uh, relax and, and perform well. And that healthcare. Um, that healthcare focus that the OET has, especially let's talk about this, this speaking part or, or even the writing, because you can take some English proficiency exams and that the question will be, tell us about sports. And do you think that sports players should make a million dollars, yes or no? The questions for the OET are going to be a little bit different, correct? <laughs> because it's now speaking on another another level. Does that seem to scare Joy? Do you see that kind of making it more difficult for nurses? Or do you think that that actually makes it easier because of the subject matter? Oh, I think it definitely makes it easier. And Edwin kind of alluded to this earlier when he said, you know, once you get into it and you're talking about uh, things that you would be sharing with a patient or with a patient's family member about a condition, that starts to feel a little bit more natural than, you know, even if you told me to just speak about sports or answer questions about sports, I think I would find that difficult. Um, so uh, I think as Raphael and Edwin mentioned, you feel like you're in your role in providing care to someone. We'll be back with the conversation in just a second. There's a wonderful opportunity for you. Kinetics USA is currently recruiting registered nurses from all over the world to work in healthcare facilities here in the USA. If you are interested, please apply at kineticsusa.com slash application. That's kineticsusa.com forward slash application. On with the show. Edwin, it might have been too long ago. Do you remember this portion of the exam and how, and how that went and how you felt? Oh yeah, um, that's why I've said a while ago, I just love speaking for OET. So when I had my OET, um, I've done it via Zoom. So they've scheduled, it, they've scheduled it a day before my actual exam for writing, reading and um, listening. So I've had first the speaking a day before. So um, it, it was absolutely all right. It, it was just like, there's a patient complaining about the pain as far as I can remember. And I've just mentioned some of um, health teachings. You know, whatever your role as a nurse on that um, kind of scenario, because you, you're going to be given like um, a, a, a situation, like a placard, in which you can see how will the conversation go and what are the possible questions that you can throw to the, to the patient. What I love about OET is that you will be given like a um, couple of minutes before you go for the actual speaking to read on the on, on the situation. And you will have the time to think about the rebuttals, about um, certain information that you can actually give to the patient or you can, you can um, tell to that kind of scenario. Gary, what are some misconceptions that nurses have about these exams? Because now we're doing the reality check, but tell us about a few myths. 
Um, <clears throat> yeah, I, uh, I, I suppose one is that they feel that their medical knowledge is going to be assessed when um, it, it is an English, like English proficiency test. And as uh, Joy and Edwin and the others have said, it, it's actually quite helpful if you, um, you have medical knowledge just in terms of making you feel more at ease and the language is more familiar so you perform better um, but you're not going to be assessed on your knowledge of how to do procedures you know if you if you say the wrong thing about how a procedure works you won't be marked down but if you use english wrongly while you describe it you will be Rafael, do you want to say a couple other myths that you may have heard about the oet and set the record straight <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, you know, uh, some people, uh, some candidates do ask me uh, if uh, OET is easier than IELTS. This is something uh, we hear a lot. And uh, and the answer is uh, no, uh, it's not easier than IELTS. It's just specific to your profession. Uh, this is something uh, quite common. Uh, another question I, I get a lot is uh, whether they can sort of use their knowledge to fall back on, especially in the speaking uh, part of the exam. And, uh, and again, the answer, the answer is yes, uh, you can do that uh, as long as you don't, uh, you know, change uh, the cards or what, what's uh, on the cards. But yes, uh, you can do that. Joy, do you know any myths as well uh, about the OET that you also want to, to mention to us and to our audience? Um, I, I guess the only one I'm thinking of right now is um, kind of, linked in with what Raphael was saying, and that is that, you know, if I have a scenario come up that's talking about diabetes, I don't want to be thinking, oh, I don't know very much about diabetes. That's not the point. Uh, the point is that you would be looking at the materials and you would be making sense of what's in front of you, as opposed to drawing from something you read in the textbook about diabetes. So I think it's important for people to know that what they need to be successful is going to be there. Um, on the computer, on the paper, and um, to use their English language skills then to answer those things, rather than thinking of it like the NCLEX, the National Licensing Exam, which is a test of your nursing knowledge. Um, so what you need to be successful is gonna be right there in the test. Now, let's talk a little bit more about those exam misconceptions. We get this a lot. Does, it, does your age matter? No, I'm, I'm seeing nodding heads, no? All right, Rafael, what about, does it matter which na nationality you are or the country that you take it? Oh, yes, well, I think we agree that age doesn't matter. Uh, yes, uh, in terms of your nationality, I think also uh, it, it doesn't matter, uh, really. I mean, as long as you prepare well for the exam uh, and, and you're ready for this, uh, it doesn't really matter. And, uh, and as Gary uh, said, you don't have to go abroad to take the test. Uh, you can take it in Brazil, uh, in the Philippines, uh, in several different countries. So it doesn't really matter uh, where you come from. And it seems like you all were talking about that you can take the test on Zoom, you can walk into the center. How does, you know, what are the different options to take this test and how can it be, um, you know, distributed to, to the nurses? Joy, take this one. Yeah. So there's a couple of options, and really, um, this kind of ties in with the preparation materials as well on the website. You know, if you're if you just think about the way that you learn the best, 
Um, you know, if you do best with reading, with taking notes for yourself, there's ways to do that preparation wise. And then maybe you want to do the paper based test at a testing center where you would actually be writing with a pen and pencil. And then um, in that situation, you would be talking directly to the uh, person in the scenarios for speaking, the interlocutor, or, uh, you would be doing that right then face to face. So that's an approach that for some people might feel the most comfortable. If you go to a testing center and you wanna do the computer-based test, you know that's gonna make more sense for somebody who's more used to typing. Maybe you're used to taking notes that way when you study or doing most of your study on a computer rather with, than with books. So you probably will wanna do the computer-based. And then as Edwin mentioned, your time for the speaking test is scheduled separately um, and you do that through Zoom and you're talking like we are now uh, to an interlocutor on your computer. Uh, the, the time that you get to prepare is the same. Those things are all the same, but you can think about what are you most comfortable with uh, for an approach. Edwin, did you, you mentioned that you did self-studying as well. Do you recommend that and how did you go about it? Oh yeah, I absolutely recommend self-studying as well, but you need guidance. Rafael, if you want to take this one, what would you say about self-study? Oh, yes, uh, I think self-study is important, but uh, guidance is very important as well. Uh, you know, especially for the productive skills, writing uh, and speaking. I mean, uh, as far as listening and, uh, and reading go, uh, you can find a lot of materials uh, online, especially from the OET uh, websites. Uh, uh, for writing and speaking, uh, you may need some feedback well, that's why uh, the providers are, are important here to give you uh, good feedback from writing and speaking so you understand uh, your mistakes and you know uh, how to improve. Edwin, answer the question for us as well. Self-studying, how did you do it? Do you recommend it? Um, yeah, I would definitely recommend self-studying um, as what Rafael mentioned a while ago, but you need guidance. Oh, it is not just like an ordinary English exam that you just go to the testing center and take it. Now, you need guidance, you need proper preparations, you need proper preparation materials. And what I love about OET is that you can see that, you can have a look on that on their website. Everything is there. A massive um, file for review materials have done, um, have, you can actually have, uh, you can actually look that on that website. And, um, I would say that if you can just give yourself an hour or two to um, at least, you know, uh, review about the stuff that you you're you're let's say you're having a reviews you're having a review to a certain review center. So if you have an ample time to have a self review and have a look on that and to internalize what they're trying to say, and I think that would be great. Gary. Let's do some final words here. If you could give any piece of advice to a nurse who is preparing to come to the United States, needs to take an English proficiency exam, OET, what's the final piece of advice for them that you can give? Yeah, I mean, explore the preparation portal and, you know, just make an informed decision for yourself about uh, what's gonna what's going to be the most familiar content for you as you prepare, which is going to allow you to perform at the maximum to achieve the grades you need, and which is going to be most useful for you when you find yourself 
in a professional situation in an English-speaking environment. I think they're, they're key things to consider when you decide which English proficiency test you, you want to take. Joy, one piece of advice to nurses preparing to come to the United States. Well, I, I think I would summarize it by saying that there are pathways that lead to licensure and there's pathways that lead to being legal to work in the U.S. And I think sometimes when you're looking at those things, that can get a little confusing. Uh, probably that's where it's helpful to have someone guide you through it. Uh, but as was mentioned earlier, uh, all of the nursing board websites that I've looked at for the different states, you know, look for that thing that says foreign trained, internationally trained, um, and that's probably going to be your best resource to say, here's the steps you need for our state. Rafael, what are your final pieces of, uh, pieces of advice? Sure. Well, I'd say if you're thinking about taking the OHC, uh, make sure you're familiar with the test. And it's very easy to do this online. Make sure you understand what you have to do in the reading, writing, listening, and speaking papers. Also, uh, make sure you understand where you are right now in terms of the level of your English. And then uh, try to have the best uh, preparation uh, possible. And good luck. Edwin, final piece of advice to any nurse studying for the OET and wanting to come to the United States. Um, yeah, one piece of advice, most especially to the Filipino nurses in the Philippines. If you want to go in the UK or if you want to go in any part of um, the US, start preparing for your OET. Don't think about any other English test. Just think about OET. I'm not, I'm not going to be biased about it, but based on my experience firsthand, I'm going to go with OET. If I'm going to repeat myself again, and if I'm going to go back and start again, I'm still going to take OET. You guys have the most amazing person just screaming it from the rooftops <laughs> right there in Edwin, ultimate cheerleader. And we really enjoyed having all of you here today to join us for this discussion. It's a very important discussion. You've given so much wonderful and useful information to all of our nurses. It's wonderful to know that nurses have other options now. It's not just about the aisles anymore. If that doesn't work out, you could take all the other tests. And the OET, as we're hearing, is a very good option and route for you to take. You can get more information about the OET exam on their websites, the uh, Occupational English Test, as well as on the Kinetics website. If you would like to live and work as a nurse in the United States, kineticsusa.com forward slash application. We really enjoyed all of you here today. Thank you so much for joining us. We really had a lot of fun. We hope that you have received a lot of good information. Thank you again to our panel, everybody. If you enjoyed the episode, go ahead and hit the follow button on your podcast player and leave us a review. Kinetics USA is currently recruiting registered nurses from all over the world to work here in the USA. We offer direct hire, meaning you will be sponsored and hired directly by American healthcare facilities. If you're interested, please apply at kineticsusa.com slash application. That's kineticsusa.com forward slash application. Thank you for listening. Tune in next week for more incredible conversations.